The fear is not true. So fear with money is not something that can keep you from being able to reach your own goals. And using hypnosis really gives you the tools to have the self-acceptance of what's been going on, whether it's massive amounts of debt or whether it's not knowing how to even start taking care of your finances, but giving you back the control over those things is possible because the fear keeps you from actually being able to see the possibilities. And hypnosis has really helped me be able to see the possibilities instead of being stuck in that old fear cycle. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Hello, everybody. I'm Robbie Spear Miller, the host of the Hypnosis Show podcast. Today, I'm really excited to share with you um, an exploration of the theme of money and how fear can get in the way of us handling money usefully in our lives or what we were taught as children, um, the environment we grew up in, or the beliefs we have. And so today I'm welcoming Marion Wiest, who is my colleague, and she's also a trainer with Master Hypnotist Society. She owns a hypnosis clinic in San Diego called Font Hills Hypnosis. And she's had some interesting experiences around money and growing through her own challenges. So my, my hope is that that benefits others as well so that you can learn how to interact with money in a more useful way. So welcome, Marianne. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Great. So why don't you start by just sharing with people, like what, what is it that um, was challenging for you or what made you seek out help in terms of the financial situation you were in? Well, It's a challenging situation that I started in. Um, Of course, most of our money issues happen when we're growing up. Um, And what we see and experience from the people who are around us, who are role models, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so growing up, I did not have any good models of um, money, like smart money management, okay? Um, And in my age range, there's a lot of, I want it, I need it, I'm going to get it now. There's not a lot of thought of the repercussion of that. Um, And I think that a lot of people are experiencing what that feels like as an adult now. And so they're, they're struggling with the war of, I want it, I want to get it now, but maybe not have the resources to do it or put themselves into debt because of, you know, I want it, I need it, I'm going to get it. (laughs) Um, and I have experienced that to a tune of a lot of money, um, but it is something that kept me from growing my business and becoming successful. Um, and so that's one reason why I reached out and I needed help um, because it kept it was that invisible barrier in my life and my business to be able to be stable in my business and people to be able to trust me as a business owner. Um, because I needed to um, be confident in my own money management 
Um, and so it was a big learning process. Um, and it still is happening today. You know, it doesn't stop. Um, but, you know, it's giving us the ability to step back and use the skills with hypnosis and NLP um, to readjust those old values alignments um, that we're brought up with. Um, and so it doesn't leave us stuck and trapped. There's always a way to get your goals and to be more confident and more stable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So give us some examples. Like how did you use to sabotage yourself with money? Well, um, there are lots of ways. <laughs> and so <laughs> we want the juice. <laughs> um, well, growing up, I was actually in a situation where Um, When I turned 18, I had the ability to have a lot of money at my resources. Um, And so I didn't have to think about how much does this cost? Um, I could, you know, take my friends out to dinner or be manipulated by other people to buy things for them um, or take them on fantastic trips. Um, you know, whether it was vacations for myself or my relationships at the time or friends um, or people I wanted to like me, um, I kind of used money as the vehicle to feel okay with myself um, because I did not feel okay. I was not confident. I used that as like my mask. And so people would like me because I had money and I would spend it on them. Um, So that was a huge sabotage um, and a lot of my resources were burned in that time frame because those people are always going to be there wanting the money, right? (laughs) They don't go away. (laughs) Wow, that's an easy way to to lose all your money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of people experience the same is, you know, you think that you don't have the confidence and so you're trying to grasp at other things that could make up for that lack. Um, And so using money was easy for me because I had no value in it. Um, It was just given to me. Um, And so it was from, like I said, vacations to um, stuff in my house, to my vehicles, to whatever. Um, And it just magically would just evaporate. Like it didn't even exist because I didn't believe it existed. Like I had no belief system in the money. It was just there. So why would it stay if I had no way to connect both of those things together? Mm-hmm. Okay. So interesting because I, I would say I grew up quite opposite where my dad was really extra conscious of money. Um, his dad was a gambler. So he grew up with a lot of instability around money and losing major things like homes and, you know, people running after him all the time. And so my dad went totally the opposite direction, was hyper-responsible. So I I grew up being hyper-responsible about money, and I would know exactly what I had in my wallet to the dollar. And so, you know, I which has its disadvantages as well. Like the good thing about what you did is you were really living your life in terms of possibility and creating things. You just didn't know how to earn it, right? How to earn your fun or to build things or to have the confidence to know that you could make more money if you had to. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it definitely 
left me in a lack, a huge lack, because I knew I wanted to do something with my life, but I had no need to do it. Um, and I wanted to be um, bigger in my, you know, scope of how I can influence people. But, you know, just giving them money was definitely not helping, you know, it wasn't helping them, it wasn't helping me. Um, and so learning the hypnosis as a skill and turning it into a practice has been so beneficial because now I'm able to understand how money works and how um, it is useful to keep it. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and be able to influence people in a completely different way um, than what I could have ever imagined. So it has definitely been a huge learning curve. And like I said, it still continues to be a learning curve because there's that part of me that still um, feels like there's times where it could go back. And so I feel like I could um, almost resonate with that old feeling and times go, oh my gosh, you know, this person needs something and I can provide it for them. Well, no, that's not how it is. How can I teach them to do it for themselves? Um, because I didn't have that. So, you know, I wish that both of our parents could have been combined. <laughs> no kidding. I know. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to get the best of, best of both worlds on that. Um, but, you know, it's definitely um, something that I continue to struggle with because it is so easy to go back into that old pattern. Mm -hmm. I bet you found out who your real friends are when you stopped spending all the money on them. Totally. Um, you know, and I can say now that I have much better friends than I've ever had in my entire life because I know who I am in, you know, everything that I do in my job, in my personal life, in my professional life. And they like me no matter what, you know, whether I have money or whether I don't. Um, and so knowing that I have the stability and confidence in that, that I don't have to prove anything. I can just do what I'm here to do. And the mm -hmm. skills that I've been given have been to make a great, um, successful office and um, change people's lives and help them inspire other people to change. So it's been a great um, transition from the old me to where I'm at now. Yeah. So, so it sounds like there was a really big maturity drama about this because you were going, I want to make something in my life, but I don't want to put the work in and you didn't have to put the work in. And so, so what made you finally decide to go for it? Oh my gosh. Um, it was definitely a maturity drama. You know, you can imagine, um, that there was a lot of um, upset and imagine a toddler on the floor of a grocery store screaming and kicking, you know, <laughs> but the reality of it, it was, uh, I was afraid. Um, and I was stuck in that fear, um, a fear of making the wrong decision, fear of the responsibility that went with having to be responsible of money and myself. Um, and it was, it, exactly like the old adage is the mama bird pushes the bird out of the nest and says, you have no choice. Um, now it's going to be completely different. Your world's going to be different and changed instantly. And you have to adjust to it. Um, and I don't think there was any other way to accomplish that. It was um, literally on a Saturday, I was told, hey, you know, you're going back to work on Monday and you're going to be doing this. And I went, but that's like a day and a half. Like I have no transition time. And uh, it was definitely the only way that I would have ever um, 
been in the commitment of going, oh my gosh, now I'm responsible. I have to do this. Um, because if I would have been gradually hand-led through it, there's no way um, I could ever have been as confident as I am now um, in my own world, really, in every aspect. Mm -hmm. So you've shown yourself what's possible and what you can do by having to do it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a crazy wild ride, that's for sure. So did you have a time where you really ran out of money? Did that happen? Um, yes, there's been times where, you know, whether it's extreme debt um, and living paycheck to paycheck um, and, you know, completely mismanaging com everything to having to sell stuff in my house because I couldn't afford to buy groceries or gas, you know, um, and having to sell my car so my car payment wasn't as much, <laughs> you know, it, it was definitely a big wake up call when the leverage of the money was so high in the opposite direction. Um, and the pressure of that, where the reality was like, oh my gosh, I have to make money. I have to make this work. I have to do it ethically and honestly for myself um, and not feel like I'm um, wasting people's time and money um, on the goals that they just magically want, but I have no idea how to give it to them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, it, it reminds me of um, here where I live, we have this thing in the public school system that's called the gifted program, where with kids with super high IQs, they go into like a special program and they teach them separately. And I remember knowing somebody who went to a school where she wasn't in the gifted program, but she knew a lot of people who were. And her observation was really interesting where she said, you know, as, as she grew up and watched what happened to these people, that a lot of them didn't really do much with their lives. And here the whole point was they had these gifts, so let's help them make the most of them. But because from such a young age they were told they were special, they didn't think that they had to put up with the, the frustration of learning or stick with things that maybe they didn't like. And so they ended up really doing very little at all with their lives. And so, so the whole um, intention of the program was completely defeated because they thought they had already arrived and, and they were too special to have to persevere or deal with challenges. And, and I'm sensing that you, you know, it was different, but the, the, the having this kind of resources available to you gave you that, all, that, that little escape hatch of your own. Yes, totally. Um, I can remember a time even um, as in high school that I was, um, I played soccer for many years. And even in high school, I was just below semi-professional high school um, in the big scheme of things. Like I was already playing in Europe um, during my summer breaks in high school. Um, and I came back with such an ego after playing in Europe and all these amazing European soccer players. Um, and I came back and I didn't have a team to play on um, because I had had a, an arm injury. So I missed tryouts in the spring. Um, and so somebody found me a team to be on, but it was beneath me. Like it was a lower level. And so I came into this team and I was like, at least I get to play. Right. And then they wanted me to play in how they wanted me to play, of course, because they're the coaches. They're the ones who are in charge. 
And I went through a maturity drama with that because I was the expert I had played in Europe, you know? Um, and I eventually left the team because they wanted too much of me is what I thought. Um, or I was better than it or whatever it was. And, you know, the smartest thing my parents could have done is made me stick to the rest of that commitment and made me stay on the team and just followed what the coaches needed and wanted, because that is really how life works is you don't get a choice. You know, you make a commitment, you stay through it. Um, because if you wiggle out of it, you're losing the learning. Mm -hmm. And I just needed the ego down. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents didn't hold you accountable. They didn't value that. No, they did not. Um, and it was, you know, no fault of their own. You know, it's just how they were raised or how they thought that we, and, you know, my brother and I needed to be raised um, or whatever traps they got stuck in. And I totally respect that. Um, but I needed to learn something different. And because I didn't learn it when I was younger, I had to learn it as an adult, um, which is sometimes harder, you know, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes a different learning curve because you're watching all of your friends or the people around you um, going into college and getting jobs and being successful. And you're sitting here going, I'm doing nothing with my life. I'm doing absolutely nothing, um, you know, and you're wasting time. And going, well, where am I in all of this? You know, as a 25, 30-year-old, not having a, a, a goal or anything to do, you just go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm wasting time. You know, I could be, you know, having these amazing careers and these amazing jobs, and I'm doing nothing. So there's a ton of pressure with that. No kidding. And also too much choice. Like, you could really choose tons of things. Yeah. And then in that cho choice of having everything, like I could have gone to school, I could have um, done courses anywhere, you know, paid thousands and thousands of dollars to do these high end courses. I could have um, become a travel agent. I become a real estate agent. I could have done anything. But because there was so much choice, there was so much pressure. And so there was no choice. It's just mm -hmm. easier to not risk anything because the risk of making the wrong decision or uh, messing it up was so huge because of all the time wasted, you know? So instead of just being pushed out of the nest at 18, you know, there wasn't that. Um, and there wasn't the fight in me to have to survive. Um, and so I've had to learn that skill um, late and it's, definitely a different learning curve when you're older and having to do it with a family and a husband and, you know, there's way different pressures. <laughs> For sure. You know, you sure. own a house, you own cars at 18. You don't have that, you know, it's a lot easier to, you know, have that buffer at that age. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Totally different. And your time is your own. And now you got to, it's, it's almost like um, uh, you're forced to economize because you have to with your time <laughs> when you're a mom, right? Yeah. And you're in business. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you have all of those different things running and a different pressure to not let people down, you know, by not letting yourself down and having to make it successful, um, your job, your career, um, or your education, whatever it is. 
it's your responsibility. And so the money all ties in with that. Um, because if you're not managing your money, if you don't know what's in your accounts or what's going out or what you're spending on, that fear of it kind of just sitting in the closet is, you know, like your junk drawer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to ever open it because you don't want to have to clean it out. It just keeps building <laughs> the stuff you don't want to see. Um, and so it's, if you don't know that stuff, I've learned, then it's just so much fear of opening that drawer. Um, and if you do know it, then you don't have to have that fear. You're like, oh yeah, the pens are in that spot and the markers are in that spot and all the stuff is there. Um, and so you don't have to fear that sitting in your kitchen going, oh, I don't want to go there, you know? For sure. I've met people who hate opening their bells. So sometimes it can get to the point where their power is turned off or their phone gets disconnected because they haven't paid their bill for months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they rather that happen than like open an envelope and face that. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird fear, um, you know, and if you don't know what's going on with those things, how can you ever get control over it um, instead of it controlling you? Um, and the leverage, like I said earlier, becomes completely different um, that you become more in tune with those things so that you come from an area of control and power over it instead of a lack and fear. Um, and, you know, you're investing into yourself and you're investing into your future and your family and the things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. So talk a little bit about how now that you've used hypnosis to help you change this money hypnotic trance that you have, um, how do you spend money now? How do you view money, saving money, spending money, investing money, earning money, or building a business? Yeah. Just a little bit about what's a useful way to look at that. Um, the more useful way that I've learned is, of course, being aware of what you're spending the money on. Um, noticing the patterns has been a huge thing for me, um, is noticing when I'm feeling stress or pressure or insecure, that those are old triggers for me to want to go online and buy stuff or go to the store and buy stuff for my family, whether it's overbuying groceries. I mean, that's so silly, but it felt good in the moment to spend the money. You know, it didn't matter if it was groceries. I was justified. I'm taking care of my family, you know, but it all is comes from those old triggers of um, not feeling safe or secure in myself. Um, and so the ability to use the NLP and the hypnosis um, to notice those patterns and kind of step back and go, OK, well, how do I want this to go? How do I want to deal with this more effectively instead of the old pattern? And there are the you know, times where I go through the majority dramas still of like, but no, I want those things, you know, but I can't allow myself to get stuck in that because it's like a disease is you allow it a little bit and then it overcompensates um, through time. And then you're six months down the line going, oh my gosh, what just happened? <laughs> you know, how did I get here? And cause you just stop paying attention um, and so noticing that I can have the ability to step out of my, my own pattern and just go, Oh, I see what I'm going through now. And I see my old pattern. That's why I 
feeling like I want to do X, Y, and Z instead Mm -hmm. of just showing up at the store and going, okay, I'm buying all this for my family and that for my family and these things. And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that was $300 I didn't need to spend, you know? Shopping therapy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think a lot of people don't realize that that's part of it is, you know, are they um, investing into their future or are they trying to get out of a feeling they're feeling right now? Um, And so learning that there is no fear of investing into myself and my business, because that is the only way that I'll be secure in every area is creating the confidence in myself and my family and my business is investing those things, um, the resources into advertising or the resources into my print material or, you know, having um, trainings and conferences and investing the time and money into those things creates everything that I'm trying to create in the moment of buying stuff at the store, you know? Um, and so stepping out of that moment and seeing the bigger picture and seeing that I can get everything that I want and everything that I need on a larger scale, if I just step back, um, Mm -hmm. and not let those old patterns run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to if a weight loss client finds an uncontrollable need to stuff their face with chips every time they feel stressed or lonely or bored, it would be very similar, right? If they indulge it, then yeah. they're going to keep doing it and then they'll gain a ton of weight. Um, but if they're like, oh, I'm bored or stressed or lonely, um, and they learn that they can handle it a different way that's healthy, then it opens up possibilities that way. Gives them yeah. yeah, there is no cheat days, right? <laughs> so right. it's staying focused on the goal. What is my goal? My goal is this, making sure that you know and planning what you want, you know, what do you want financially? What do you want professionally? What do you want? Um, and also what do you need? You know, wants and needs are, are different. Um, and so knowing that you can map out all of that and not get stuck in the now. And I want this now. I need this in my business right now. You know, um, how can you use the resources that you have to build the bigger vision of your goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, using the, and the ability to have the investments and put money away every month or put money away with every client that signs up, that's easy in the beginning. You know, if it's um, $20 with each client that you sign up, you know, or each person that comes to a training, you know, making sure that you have the ability to see on the back end, that was worth it because now six months later, I have this in my savings Mm -hmm. or I have this in my investment Um, instead of, you know, I have $20,000 worth of debt on my credit card. (laughs) So you've really broadened your view, like your, your perspective on money is that the timeline of it is, is, is way into the future. Mm -hmm. And it used to be just what's happening right now. Yeah. And that's way different um, because if my timeline, you know, going into the timeline thing, since you brought it up, if my timeline is right in front of me and I can't see anything outside of, of where I'm at right now, and I can't see around it, I can't see the bigger goals and the bigger vision that I have for my life 
Um, and the people who are investing their time and money into me, you know, whether it's um, our mentor or consultants um, or even friends, you know, they're investing their time and effort into me. And I can't let that go to waste either. And so the, their vision for my life is bigger than my vision for my life usually. Um, and so being able to see that and trust that gets the fear in the back seat instead of the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Talk a little bit about how you do indulge now, because you must indulge sometimes, like you must go on vacations or have a really nice meal or buy some fancy groceries every now and then. <laughs> so talk about like, what's a better way to be enjoying that? Because this isn't about being totally frugal all the time and denying everything. It's really having a healthy relationship with that, with the indulgence. So, so share with us how you handle that. Yeah, um, it is definitely different in the process of how I determine how I'm going to indulge instead of it just happening instantly. Um, I'm able to actually put money aside and go, oh, you know, if this happens, then I can, you know, take my kid to Legoland. Or if this happens, I can um, buy this outfit Um, or this skincare stuff, you know, and it's totally okay if I don't hit it at that moment um, because those things aren't going anywhere. You know, I'm not losing time. I'm just changing how I'm looking at the perspective of time um, and money that goes with that. But, you know, like I just took my daughter to Legoland um, a couple of weeks ago, right before school started, um, because I knew I hit certain levels in my business and I was able to do that, you know. Um, and that felt really good to responsibly look at that whole thing instead of just go, I'm just going to spend money because I have it, you know? <laughs> um, I thought it was your fun too because you earned it. Yes, totally. Um, it was uh, a great feeling to know that I earned the money to make that happen um, instead of feeling guilt or shame that I spent the money, you know? Um, there was no guilt or shame. Like I wasn't racking up credit card bills and I wasn't um, overspending on toys or gifts or whatever. Um, it was an experience with my daughter. Um, and so that was really great to build memories in a healthy way. Um, and instead of the old, let's just give everybody everything, you know? Yeah. So um, is there anything else you think would be helpful for people to know? That the fear is not true. So fear with money is not something that can keep you from being able to reach your own goals. Um, And using hypnosis really gives you the tools to have the self-acceptance of what's been going on. Um, whether it's massive amounts of debt or whether it's not knowing how to even start um, taking care of your finances. But giving you back the control over those things is possible because the fear keeps you from actually being able to see the possibilities. And hypnosis has really helped um, me be able to see the possibilities instead of being stuck in that old fear cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
great. And I think that this way of looking at things can also help people who grew up more the way I did, where <laughs> I, was, I was overly limited about money, right? Or I'd think too much, or there were only certain categories I would spend it on, but not on others. And so I missed out on some things. Yeah. So this idea of, of finding a way to earn it, like I, I really love looking at life as deciding what you want and finding a way to, to earn the money so you can have it and and really appreciating your ability to do that and feeling the sense of accomplishment from that so that it's all tied together as one, I think is a really useful way to look at it. Because with the way I grew up, it was like, well, just hold on to your money, save your money. Um, you know, of course, you would want to earn money, but that you were really careful about what you had and wanting to keep what you had instead of looking at it as cash flow and, and knowing you have the capacity to make more money, which I think is a much more useful way to look at it. Totally. Yes. Being able to make more money and money has always been around in some form. And so there's always a way to kind of um, know that the flow of that can still happen um, and not be afraid to lose it um, and not be afraid to um, take that risk to invest into yourself and your own goals uh, because there's so much more on the other side of that fear and more possibilities for you and for me and for all of us um, on the other side of that fear. So take a step through that and um, walk through with a hypnosis trainer um, to get you through to that next step because you'll be amazed on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So this is really having that courage to take reasonable risks and to plan for the future and build up, build those muscles of knowing you can handle it <laughs> yourself. Totally. And, you know, if your business becomes super, super big, super fast, you know, you have the ability to handle it. You have different resources. If your business grows slowly in your own time frame, then you have the ability to handle that and, and push yourself to the next step. You know, it's so much more freeing to have the fear gone um, and be able to take the risks um, on advertising and know that no matter what, it's totally okay. Um, and that there is no risk with investing into your own goals and to your own business and to, your, to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And learning as you go. And so, so really embracing it as learning. And it's also something that it's like a vehicle that you use to build things. Mm -hmm. It's not a, an end in of itself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But there's no end of the world if, you know, your investment into your business didn't pan out this time. There's always ways to make more money. And um, whether it's pounding the pavement and going out and meeting people for free and meeting your neighbors in your neighborhood um, or, you know, being able to find a friend or two that can give you an endorsement. So then people go, oh, well, hypnosis works for them. You know, there's totally ways that you can make your business successful, um, whether you have $50,000 or $1,000. You know, um, there's totally ways that you can meet all of the goals that you have um, with whatever resources you start with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So seeing possibilities, taking reasonable risks. So I wonder what will happen for people listening to this if they simply embrace this way of looking at things. Totally. I can't wait to hear the, the stories. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, and it's possible that some people might need more feedback because, you know, in my experience, a lot of people have different hangups around money. And as we talk about it, we can rationalize it all we want. But to be able to actually clean up whatever was in the way, like for you as a kid, there was a lot of pressure to be loose about money and spend it right? And, and do things that way. Yeah. And I had the opposite pressure and other people are going in a totally different direction. Like some people have a lot of guilt around earning money or spending money. And there might be social pressures in their family of origin around that. So there can be a lot of different uh, things that need to be cleaned up around that. So yeah. it's exciting to know you can. It's totally yes. possible. Yeah, wherever you're starting, know that it's possible to grow beyond that, you know, whether, like you said, it's you grew up with super strict parents on money or whatever, you know, you have the ability to reach your goals financially um, and have fun doing it. It really is a lot of fun. Um, There's no pressure. There's no stress. There's no fear. It just is um, fun and strategies and learning. Awesome. So Marianne, tell people how they can get in touch with you to find out more about how you can help them with hypnosis. Uh, you can reach me um, on, on my website, uh, foothillshypnosis.com. I'm located in San Diego, California. Um, and you can reach me um, through there or my phone number is 619-916-7226. Um, you can message me there too. Um, so those are the best places to reach me. Awesome. Yeah, great. And we also have lots of resources on our website, hypnosistrainingcanada.com. So if you're looking for help or, or just more resources, hypnotic resources to help you, you'll find them there. And if you're interested in doing some live training, we offer a free consultation so you can find out if this is a good fit for you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Robbie. Yeah, thanks, Marianne. It was great to have you here and really interesting to hear your story. I think it'll help a lot of people. So thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you. And I can't wait to hear people's stories after this. Hypnosis feels awesome. And it also has some amazing effects on our biochemistry. In next week's podcast, Dr. Matthew Burks will join us to explore what the science says about how hypnosis can improve our biochemistry so we can reduce stress, sleep better, manage pain, let go of bad habits, and lose weight. And if you want to find out more about how hypnosis training can help you, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com for more info and to schedule your free consultation. Remember to click the button to subscribe, share the podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next week. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.